All right, Sam. So before we move on to our progressive geopolitics segment, I believe you actually did have some final words that you wanted to share. Yeah, yeah. To our previous segment. Before our break, I forgot there were two two things that kind of shows my uh, backwardness as well. I because I want to clarify, we were talking about the culture and stuff. I'm not talking about the legal system. Legally speaking, for example, the Jewish people in Iran are discriminated against unfairly. Uh, the example that I know personally from one of our friends, his uh, uh, his son was murdered. Wow. Uh, yeah. And in Iran, if uh, in Iran, you government, there is no, by the way, in Iran, capital punishment is, that's why a lot of these idiots, assholes uh, abroad, these many people died in Iran. Uh, government shouldn't do it. Government doesn't, like, it's a, pro- like, if you have a private, person suing like you know what i mean governments cannot government can kill they kill you for political and whatever reasons yeah but in a normal life you have to have a private um what do they call it private opposite of a defendant prosecutor private prosecutor or like not a prosecutor but a person should sue you base you know what i mean like press charges press charges they should press charges the family like the um, oh, you're happy- saying the government will never bring a case against someone? No, they bring a case and it will be like 25 years in jail life or 30 okay. years in, in jail life, right? But if like they murdered somebody, the part that goes, they, whether they're going to get killed or not, capital punishment, that comes from the fact that the family of the murdered person pairs charges. Mm-hmm. That's why most of like charities in Iran, what they do and stuff, they always try to visit the families. They like, you know, all these cha- uh, social activists go to the families of the victim, beg them to forgive the thing because it's a private suit, you mm-hmm. know? And that's why Iran in many ways is the most privatized country mm-hmm. in the whole world. You know, it's, it's, it's not, government kills you for other reasons, but it's, you know, it's normal life. And if, but, but if you're Armenian and Jewish. Or Jewish. Or, oh, yes, or Armenian and Jewish. Okay. <laughs> you can't do that. You so can't Armenians. Ask, you you can't ask for, if you're non-Muslim, I think I'm not sure about Sunni Muslims uh, in, in this case, but if you're non-Muslim, you can't, ask for capital punishment very interesting i didn't know that that was the case well i mean i guess okay so it's only the capital punishment or also other um legal measures they, and I mean, um, uh, well I they are in a way they, it's they not are, the worst kind of discrimination <laughs> it, it's not the worst yeah, but okay. still it's yeah. i don't know man it's disgusting and um and they are excluded from uh non-muslims are excluded from major political offices uh you know Although I would say so is almost everybody who is not a pure. But in the Shia. parliament, there aren't Armenians or like what? There's there like one spe- Jewish. There is a designated seat for the Jewish uh, community. There is a designated seat for the Armenian community. There is a designated seat for the Zoroastrian community. Mm. And it's very so, interesting, actually. We didn't touch on Armenians at all in our last segment, but I guess there aren't any derogatory things Arm- and stuff. So- Armenians are the most. They, they, there is no like uh, pre- prejudice against. Yeah, them, I've just heard much. like they make good sandwiches and stuff back in the day. <laughs> they are famous. Yeah, they are famous for being butcher shops. Where all, all like best meats, best Iranian meat companies to this day that provide like you know you go to shops they where uh, all the names are Armenian. Mikhail Leon, 
Sarafian, you know, Tumanian, all these are Armenian sounding names. Uh, yeah, they, and they are big in like uh, all, like if you go to uh, like all major businesses in Iran, you find a lot of Armenians. And by the way, Assyrians, I think Assyrians are also Christian. So they vote like they're, they're the member of the parliament of Assyrian and Armenians mm. are the same. But we have a significant Assyrian community as well. In yeah, that I'm not so, too so, familiar, but with the Armenian one, and it, I was very familiar. But yeah, but I, but I would say like that. I mean, the exclusion for a political office is for everybody, mm-hmm. almost. Like you know, it's unless you are one of the gang, you're nothing. So I like mean, in many you, places of the of the world, I mean, you know, exactly. We'll do exactly. our next segment soon on the rising and the quote unquote great reset and. And all yeah. that, it's all kind of the same, you know. By the way, uh, Majid Nawaz discusses Great Reset too. Forgot to mention. Yeah, that. his take, yeah. It's a bit more balanced. Anyway, uh, second thing I forgot to say, which probably shows, again, my backward mentality was uh, that it, that didn't jump to me, was there is a lot of derogatory terms and stereotypes in Iran against women. Mm-hmm. And that's not mentioned at all. I don't know if you've heard the term Zaifa um no but zaif means weak is the is a inflection i think in arabic but sometimes used in iranian that uh means uh female and you know jokes about like all the blonde jokes i don't know if you've heard blonde jokes ever oh yeah like blondes are you know stupid and dim and all that all of those jokes exist in iran about women yeah. And you know, it's what yeah, about like, isn't there one like Bonu Khanum or Kat Khanum or something? Am I inventing these words? Khatun? No, Bonu Khanum or Bonu. Bonu means lady. Yeah. Is that a bad? You, it was a derogatory no, no, thing? No, like, what are some other bad words that they use towards women? Zaifa is the most common. Yeah, one. I haven't heard that uh, one. But uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know any, to be honest. <laughs> I, I thank God. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's mostly, I mean, the, 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 the point I want, I mean, the thing is, if Iran has, if there was one big, big fucking problem in Iran, it's uh, uh, discrimination against women. Mm. I mean, it's, that's the worst thing about this country. It's disgusting. Just last uh, a month ago, some asshole uh, beheaded his wife wow. in Khuzestan uh, and the, his wife's father handed her to him. I mean, what, what with, I mean, I'm, I'm usually against capital punishment, but, but with this kind of animal, with this, I mean, sorry, no offense to animals, with mm-hmm. this kind of monster, yeah. I, what do you do with them? Like, anyway, or you, uh, two weeks ago, police found a house in Tehran that this, this disgusting human be- being was posing as a police officer, lowering girls from the train station so girls from like rural areas coming to tehran lonely you know 17 16 bring them with his sister with his sister brought her brought them to her home they found two of them alive Mm. one was wrapped in a paper dead apparently there are more than like dozens of bodies there it's disgusting so there is a huge problem of like misogyny in iran i think that's the biggest thing by far and i'm surprised they didn't mention any of that in the yeah Yeah, but i guess those terms though they were really about terms and like maybe there aren't that many terms i mean 
the, the, this article that we discussed was Zani- oh Zaniche have you heard Zaniche oh yeah Zaniche I've heard that Zaniche it's it's a, a little woman little yeah. Zan means women little or oh Salite something used that for women Salite Salite is useful nowadays is gender neutral but Salite is like a equivalent of a very bitchy woman you know like oh she talks too much oh she makes so much drama type Salite, salite. Yeah, never. By the way, I love that if we are saying some of the worst, rudest <laughs> words in Farsi, like yeah, we're discussing them. We are discussing their etymology. Well, YouTube AI, I don't think they speak Farsi yet. Maybe they'll pick up. We do a few more videos, and they, they start yeah. speaking <laughs> and they just know the wrong. Machine learning. <laughs> They're like <laughs> having an issue. We have this AI at Google, and all he knows are bad words in Farsi. We're trying to get to the root of it. We don't know why, but it's one of our us. Persian background technicians God. in LA <laughs> spotted <laughs> this AI. The only word it understands is Dohati for something. <laughs> no, yeah, but, but I mean, it shows though, it shows that for me, like that didn't jump to me, like the fact that female stuff is not there, but the Arab thing did. I mean, yeah, we need to, yeah, that's the one issue Iran needs to address right away. Yeah, but okay, Sam, um, if you don't mind, let's move on to progressive geopolitics. And we're just going to talk about Russia and Ukraine. So a few articles, a few of the back yeah. and forth in the YouTube world, and then we'll wrap it up this specific segment with some tweets, particularly on Russia and Ukraine. But yes, yeah, Sam, at the time of this recording, I mean, the latest looks like, I mean, the latest is unclear. I think it will still take a few more days to figure out I guess the yeah, scale of that's the, the thing. invasion, exactly what is happening. I mean, even Accord- us, I mean, after a few videos that we had watched all the way back in January, I think we expected that we were under the understanding that, you know, Eastern Ukraine, there's a chance that the Russians might, you know, go into Eastern parts of Eastern Ukraine, of part, uh, east of that famous river and everything. But this seems to be perhaps even beyond um, beyond that. But yeah, that's currently all i know and where i stand really yeah yeah it's a it's a evolving situation and as of right now there are just now reports this is from one hour ago by one of our uh, long-standing hopefully enemies luke harding the asshole who uh, wrote the russia gator mm. syria war he oh, okay. fa- escaped from aaron matt interview um, he, he, he's him, he's reporting and others are reporting that Russia is invading Ukraine on several fronts now. They've only, according even to these guys, they've only attacked military infrastructure so far. Yeah. And they're trying to come into from Belarus, from, you know, everywhere they're coming in. Yeah, I uh, mean, uh, uh, Al Jazeera's headline right now is Russia, Ukraine live news, Putin launches full scale invasion. Yeah, but but I would say Douglas, the general Douglas MacArthur, MacGregor, mm-hmm. he was proven right though. It's like twenty third of February it happened. Yeah, how did he know? He, he was said, on Aaron Mattis' channel. Yeah, yeah, Aaron brings only the people. Only. <laughs> well, I mean, even Aaron was shocked from that response. Yeah, and yeah, made a whole shocked. video on the whiplash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and um, no, but uh, I think okay, let's look at. Uh, I just want to give a bit of a current chronology the first like there were first reports by t the first place i saw reports it was trt turkish 
news agency, they reported that the Ukrainians have attacked Russian separatist forces. Then the next day, all the articles came out that these are all staged attacks. The Bellingcat, which is an organization with connections to CIA and um, Atlantic Council and all that, they were like, no, no, these are all fake videos by Russia propaganda. But who knows, maybe they're right though. I mean, it's not beyond Russia to do propaganda. Everybody does it. Um, and then, but by the next day, the, both sides started shelling. And uh, yeah, they, I feel like, I do feel like Americans are really don't understand how rude they are because I think they, get, they came out and said, Putin, well, sorry, Biden agrees to meet with Putin in principle, but he should give assurances on what or something. And I think this type of, and this type of wishy-washy and, you know, not saying, I mean, yeah, Putin did what he had to do basically. And he recognized the Donetsk and Loshank or whatever regions as in the, I'm not clear still, are they, are they recognized as independent states or as states of a federal Russia? Do you know? I, I have no idea as well because the last, yeah, I don't know, but, 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 but I believe it's the former. So they are just independent states now, I guess. Like Abkhazia in Georgia, I guess. Okay. Uh, but but like, yeah, I but, guess at some point it would become a country, right? If the logical extension continues. Yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah, yeah I was wondering. But uh, yeah, it's been fun though. A lot of great content came out of it, so that's good for us. Yeah, hopefully there won't be too many deaths and casualties. I mean, that's really. Oh yeah. One yeah, of the bigger sorry, things. Sorry, I forgot. To, about that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. To worry no, about I, on this on this front. But this is definitely American. Like, you know, what the, like, why? I mean, you're, you're not, it was so, one expert said, you're not defending Ukraine. So why don't you just say, okay, Ukraine is not going to be part of NATO. Just finish mm -hmm. it. I don't understand. And do you, think, guess, do you think, do you think that would be enough for, um, for, uh, for the Russians to not have done this? I would, no, not I just mean, saying it, no. Written, I mean, a written agreement. What do you think the Russians hope to get out of let's say if they just invade for a week or two or not longer, let's say, what do they hope to get out of this whole thing, right? To I for sure, security. just to make sure that the talks of Ukraine joining NATO to be over. Uh, that and to uh, ensure that uh, the, there is significant military bases in Maripol. I don't know how to pronounce mm. this place's name. You know these places. Uh, uh, yeah, to secure their uh, strategic positioning on the Black Sea and the Caspian, on the route to the Caspian and all that. So I think that's what, that's one thing Russia is after. And secondly, I kind of agree with Putin. There is no historical basis for the nation of Ukraine, no matter how much people like Stephen Colbert want to talk about Ukrainian um, uh, neighborhood in Chicago. I'm sure there are like, you know, there is like Azeri neighborhoods, let's say in L.A., just because there is an Azeri neighborhood in LA now, Iran is not real. Azerbaijan should separate. Or I'm sure there's Baluchi people in Moscow or something. You know what I mean? Of course, there is different ethnicities within Russia, but Kiev and that part has always been part of Russia. Historically speaking, there is no historical basis for the Ukrainian nation. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much that justifies one way or another, though. I'm just trying to wrap my head around that. I think... Uh, I mean, look, I'm, 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 I, I have always said, like, I'm not so much, I am very anti-nationalistic. I think nation, nationalism is the biggest disease of our time. I'm, prob I'm there with you. 
yeah, it's the one of the most disgusting form. Like Treaty of Westphalia, in my view, was one of the greatest tragedies of uh, history. Uh, and yeah, so I am actually I am not big fan of like all these little local uh, nations. So I am very much in favor of a sort of a. And if anybody knows anything about the history of Russian Empire, just like Iran, Russian Empire was not an ethno state. It was like a combination. Like there were basically the the royal family was imported from by not imported they they were vikings mm. like eastern type of vikings the population were mostly slavs uh, but there were also significant population of central asians um you know mongolians that thing so you know uh yeah i'm yeah i think it's a good thing i mean overall yeah i think that we like overall what do you think is a good thing that if uh, that they are incorporated into the Russian uh, empire or Russian country, whatever you want to call it, because you, if Ukraine continued on its path, just like Poland, just like many other countries, I all I can see in 10, 15 years is a fascist, racist regime. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where I fall on that. I mean, I would just Poland say that- is Poland, Hungary. Look at them now. It's already a, almost a semi-ethno uh ethno state i mean yeah hung and westerners complain about hungary but i mean they're kind of close with the russian administration so they're part of eu they have that angle i mean just in 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 in, in western media if you look at putin once <laughs> in your life oh he has good relations with putin now oh fuck off it's just yeah no orban is trying to play both sides he's part of eu he's for he's a nationalistic it's the pol i mean poland just banned a ban mentioning of the fact that Polish people contributed to the uh, Holocaust. I mean, I yeah. much rather go with a multi-ethnic empire any day. I mean, you know, I'm just gonna give the most wishy-washy, like I don't know, like uh, kind of um, yoga person answer, <laughs> which is that I hope that there's, I guess, mindfulness, <laughs> suffering <laughs> and misery, and however uh, this this comes out. I mean, you know, it's kind of yeah for me it's like whatever people want but what do people want yeah i don't like there really is, care if no, there no, is necessarily the ukraine there is no or not ukraine just as long as there's the least amount of misery but i mean that's like a very wishy-washy i think anybody would say that, you're so. right no you're right but uh, i guess we all disagree on the way get to get there and yeah. i think uh, i think large estate large larger state institutions that are multi-ethnic are better than a tiny little uh, conclaves of um, ethno states. Yeah, perhaps. Which in, is what's happening, I think. In many cases. Um, but okay, how about, should we look at a few of these articles that are surfacing yes. around and then we're going to look at, the, you know, uh, Buzzsaw Aaron is back. Buzz and Aaron he has is... A, a new target, which is <laughs> Kyle Kalinsky, at least right now. So we're going to get that and have a lot of fun. Well, let's have some other fun with some <laughs> mainstream <laughs> that was so much fun. But yeah, let's start with the, these articles are a few days old, guys. So I'm sure situation is evolving and all that. But all of our favorites, all of the mm. usual, like the vanguard of the opinion section, you know, they all came out, including my favorite, say, say. Mr. Friedman, down. Mr. Friedman. <laughs> Thomas L. Friedman, he's out again. And in, to be honest, his was one of the better ones. Okay. His was one of the slightly better ones. But, but I would say it's just his usual, 
look at it this way, uh-huh. but looking at it this way, I hate him. I hate him so much. And right. looking at it this way and that way. Just this, but yeah, he was one of the slightly better ones. But let's start. This is Putin's war uh, dot. But America and NATO aren't innocent bystanders. I mean, you know, exactly. I hate these guys so much. Hey, but I not the why... worst headline. I'll give him. I'll give it to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. But I'm, I'm just trying to. The mentality that they reflect is always like, it's not good to do that, but it's also not good to do this. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the guy who comes on the, we talk about it on the video, whatever section, Brie section has the same sort of bullshit tone oh yeah well uh, oh yeah there's also the brie bad fate video which i guess you can incorporate into your uh, yeah it was about this yeah. yeah you haven't seen it but yeah uh when a ma- okay let's read this okay when a major when a major conflict like ukraine breaks out journalists always ask themselves where should i station myself kiev moscow munich washington in this case my answer is none of these the only place to be for understanding this far is inside Russian President Vladimir Putin's head. <laughs> I mean, it's, what are you talking about? Every time journalists are thinking, how do I situate myself? Where do I go? Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. I mean, this guy is out me. All right. Uh, Putin is the most powerful, unchecked Russian leader since Stalin. And the timing of this war is a product of his ambition, ambitions, strategies, and grievances. How many leaders have, sorry, how many leaders have there been since Stalin for this to like be an interesting, like, you know, uh, achievement? There's been like four? No, no, more. (laughs) Khrushchev, Brezhnev, Gorbachev. There was one more. And the person in mid-Putin, right? Like er early Putin and then... Yeltsin, Medvedev. Medvedev, man, Medvedev, by the way, he came out with a fantastic tweet. Medvedev, I'll tell you about it (laughs) after this. But yeah, yeah, let me just go with Friedman now. But yeah, not that many. (laughs) (laughs) But with all that said, America is not entirely innocent of fueling his fires. How so, you ask? Again, just write your goddamn article. Why do you have to have this interaction? How so? Oh, let me tell you. Thomas Friedman, I'm mainly making fun of his style. Really, not so much. I mean, there is no content. Putin views Ukraine's ambition to leave his sphere of influence as both a strategic loss and a personal and national humiliation. In his speech on Monday, Putin literally said Ukraine has no claim to independence but is instead an integral part of Russia. Its people are connected with us by blood, family ties, uh, quote uh, Putin, which is why Putin onslaught against Ukraine's freely elected government feels like the geopolitical equivalent of an honor. By the way, the freely- That makes no sense. It's I mean, he had he, he, he's on it because they're family. Honor he was kill. saying some good stuff, huh? I mean, not some good stuff, no, 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 but he's some acceptable idiotic. stuff until the last sentence. No, no, even before that, uh, on, the Ukraine's freely elected Yeah, yeah, no, that's the biggest. There was a, there was a coup d'etat. Yeah. And then, by the way, go look at Wikipedia page of the Maidan protest. See how many Russian people died, how many Ukrainian people died. Like, I mean, it's just clear who was the aggressive first. So I think there's... No, I mean, as nonsense. Aaron Mante points out, like, that part of the story is, like, 
it's forgotten. It's history. I mean, it, everything starts a few weeks ago. You know, we don't go. Yeah, back every no, everything is starts after Crimea. Exactly. Okay. This is. Let me. I'm just trying to focus on the funny part. In my view, there are two huge logs fueling this fire. The first log was the ill-considered and decision by the U.S. in the 90s to expand NATO after uh, parentheses. Indeed, despite the collapse of the Soviet Union, like it's just. Man, oh God, I hate you. I if hate anybody, you. So if anybody wants to work for him and they like intern for him or something, it's so easy to suck up to him because you can tell what kind of article you want. You just need to write an article in his style and boy, he would love you. Exactly. It's, it's so because easy. He, he always like, has this. He loves it. You know, he, he used the M dash and the hyphens, bringing in a little italicized word, asking questions, short sentences. Asking questions. Yeah. And I think this thing of, Looking at it this yeah. way. No, 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 I'm going this way. Now I'm looking at it from up. Now I'm going <laughs> down. Oh, fuck up. Like, take a position, you motherfucker. And, uh, and the second and far bigger luck is how Putin cynically exploited NATO's expansion closer to Russia's border to rally Russians to his side to cover for his, again in italic, huge failure of leadership. Putin has utterly failed to build Russia into an economic model that would actually attract its neighbor, not repel them, and inspire its most talented people to want to say to get in line for visas to the West. Which country? Which country? Which I would love him to point out one country in the world, whereas what did he say? To, um, that would actually attract his neighbors. I've never heard of a that's country. That's what, oh, that's actually, to be honest, I don't think it's worth reading the rest of the article. I don't but know. But like, what are these, know. like, no, like, what are I, I, these situations I, that they, I, I want to talk about exist? that specifically because the person Brianna brings on, they have, this is the foreign, foreign policy advisor for Bernie. So we are all fucked, right? <laughs> Just remember Well, that. Bernie didn't have a foreign policy. So I guess it makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. He didn't right. reach they, that point in his campaign. I mean, the, the guy on Henri is far more articulate, far more interesting, and far more reasonable than Thomas Friedman. Don't get me wrong. But he does make the same point that, yeah, Russia shouldn't, you know, the countries shouldn't expand through military force. It should be expanded through an expansion of a pluralistic democracy and the values of uh, liberty. Oh, what do you... What do you what universe do you people live in? It's when that like has happened ever. Responses, yeah. It feels like I'm living with a bunch of, like, it feels like when it comes to politics, like, I swear to God, business people, mechanics, when I talk to a goddamn street sweeper, they have more reasonable takes uh, than these people. They're like kindergarten children. And then uh, Brie, uh, I just, by the way, fantastic job as always. But she did, like, she did ask a question that, be, you know, betrays how, how childish sometimes the outlook can be on these things. She's like, okay, couldn't we get them together in a room? Was it just about personal pride and personal ambitions? Just like Friedman is saying it's about personal ambitions and all that. And they are, they are reducing some of the most important complex geopolitical events of our life to, okay, Putin is a bad guy. Yeah. He wants to, you know, project. And, oh, we should expand through a pluralistic version of it. What world do you guys live in? You live in I a mean, fucking, uh, what, what's the... What were those bears with hearts on their hearts when we were kids? Hug, they hugged each yeah, other. Yeah. Their special power was like giving love. 
it's, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's I feel like, like it feels like you're living in that universe. I feel like Kyle will get into that. Uh, I mean, I think I have the recording, but Kyle's also suggestions of like how to, you know, sanction Russia or get back to Russia also fall into like these kind of ways. You know, I will speak to this guy and tell him to do this and give him that I- exact same thing. And I mean, maybe with Trump, it worked like, you know, going back to the Brie example, maybe with Trump it worked as kind of like an analyzing them, analyzing him at like the psychological level, like, you know, why he wants this or that. Maybe him, he was like, you know, anomaly that it worked with him. But yeah, I mean, reducing, that's why their coverage of Russia is always the most childish awesome. and like least helpful one uh, I would to understand say, look, anything. No, no, psychology of a leader is a factor that you should definitely consider. I'm not saying like, we just last week talked that. I, I think it does, it's he's a player among players. I'm not saying like, you know, uh, I mean, by the way, I don't know if you checked that. Did you see the Putin's uh, meeting with his cabinet or whatever? No. I sent you the video on Novara Media. Oh, man, you should have. I said, check that out. He had this one of his, uh, he, the, head oh, of yeah, his shit. Sorry, secu- yeah, the head of his security agency comes out and He's like, well, I, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should give them one more chance. And then put, what do you mean? Sergey, Sergey, talk clearly. I, Sergey, I will fuck you. Sergey? Oh, yeah, I'll support. Okay, go. Go back. Take your seat. Go back. Go back. <laughs> I fucking love Putin, man. He's amazing. But yeah, uh, he puts Sergey in his position. I don't know. It's kind of okay. I guess that, yeah, like whatever his like personal behavior there, but still like psychological ways of analyzing things. I think it play, it's one. It's a. It's. I would agree with. I think it's a very tiny factor, but it is a factor. But it's not a. It's not everything. You can't just reduce everything yeah. to everything. And and what pisses me off is that Thomas. This guy. How this guy gets paid? He has no. I mean, just they have like it's like they haven't read any history books to be sure post-cold war russia's evolving into a liberal system the post-world war ii germany and japan as the the as the fucking idiot the way post-world war ii germany and japan did was hardly a sure thing indeed indeed uh, uh given russia's scant experience with democracy it was a long shot as but because, you know, as you know, Germany and Japan used to have such yeah. a strong tradition of fucking democracy. Uh, but some of us then thought it was a long shot worth trying because even less than democratic Russia, if it had been in- included rather than excluded from a new European security order, might have had much less interest or incentive in menacing its neighbors. Okay, hang on a minute. Putin actually talks about that. Putin talks about the fact that they had discussions with Clinton over Russia joining the NATO. It's Americans that didn't let them in. It's Americans that decided that post-Soviet Union, they're going to destroy Russian economy, basically sell it for parts, strip it to its bare bones, uh, leading to a, a decade of devastation across Russia and Eastern Europe. And this guy is just turning the table. No, in 90s, we were trying to bring them in. <laughs> it's just, we want, we want to be friends. Oh, my God, what a, what a... From someone who was alive back then, you know, he doesn't need to read a history book. I mean, if he, was just, <laughs> if he was just doing his job at New York Times correctly, he should have been, you know, up to date <laughs> with what is going on there. 
Oh my god, yes, yes. It's I mean there's nothing more more else worth reading here. I was just looking at my highlights. <laughs> I don't know. You had but another yeah, article too, no? So I have regarding. two more to be honest. One is from Guardian, which I love this. This is before, this is just after the first uh, uh, oh, that's not the article. Oh, here. Oh, no. Sorry, I can't find my Guardian article. Okay, just I'll give you a brief summary. Anyway, the Guardian article, there was this Guardian article just before there was clashes and invasion and stuff. It was fantastic because I love article. The article was, uh, you know, yeah, why there is no, why would, uh, there is nothing threatening uh, Putin. You know, Ukraine is an independent state. It's doing its own thing. I don't know why they are so upset about the fact that Ukraine is like, might become part of NATO. It's an independent nation. It's blah, blah, blah. Sorry, I'm just looking for the article at the same time I'm talking. Always keep on talking here. I'll send it to you. Yeah, no dead air, no dead air, no dead air. Here you go. Did you say? Uh huh. Thank you so much. Ah, uh, the West knows the cost of appeasement, and that's that was my main. I if I hear appeasement one more fucking time, I will murder myself. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> I can't murder anybody else. Uh, the West knows the cost of appeasement. We can't rule out any option for stopping Putin. Ion Bond, which is the shittier brother of James Bond. <laughs> the Russian leader has shown he cares enough about Ukraine to shed blood over it. He needs to know the gain won't be worth the pain. Oh, fucking it rhymes. You must be good. <laughs> Vladimir Putin's recognition of two Russian-backed separatist regions in eastern Ukraine as independent, along with his subsequent deployment of troops and tanks to the region, has moved Europe closer to the, to the brink of fire. war. Despite many differences, there are echoes of 1938 in current development. I mean, do you guys have, like is World War Two the only event that has happened in Apparently. history? You, you are the, yeah, you always go on about the fact that it's like the only analogy yeah. these motherfuckers know. And Anne Applebaum, which we go to after this, same bullshit, same fucking bullshit. Appeasement, and I'm I'm gonna give you by the way what actually happened on appeasement. I hope. Nobody knows fucking history. Nobody knows. Putin may not be Hitler. Ukraine in 2022 isn't Czechoslovakia in 1938 and French President Macron, Olaf Scholz, the German Chancellor and their Western colleagues are in some sort of collective chamberlain. But 1938 does carry, but 1938 does carry important lesson. The most important being that deterrence may seem more expensive and risky than accommodation today but it is essential for Europe's long-term security. I don't... Good. Yeah, go ahead, sir. No, nothing. I mean, I, I just don't get it because he just said it's nothing like it, but then he was like, but... In but the situation yeah, exactly like, like it. Yeah. <laughs> Putin, though a brutal authoritarian leader, is not is not a charismatic madman like Hitler. He has used oh. targeted... Uh, yeah, he's not sorry, a... sorry, sorry, sorry. Last time interrupting you, but I never the heard word? that Hitler's charismatic. That's the first time uh, that oh, has man, that's been, really yeah, that's very famous. Yeah, really, no, that is I mean, I, I disagree. Most people who are said are to be charismatic, I never found them charismatic. Obama, one of them, yeah. hits, but Hitler famously, like it's always said he was charismatic. I, yeah, yeah, I guess Obama, you know, compared to you know, Obama's charismatic compared to um, what's his name, the young guy. 
uh, not running. Uh, Budajik or something. Budajik. Budajik or something, but yeah. Budajik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, that's the. the, 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 There were two paragraphs that I really wanted to highlight. Okay, let's listen to this. This is just like he contradicts himself like within a minute. What Putin has in common with Hitler, however, is a mystical belief in a nation stretching beyond his country's current borders. Putin sees Ukraine as the key to his Russian to this Russian world. In his speech on Monday, announcing the recognition of Donetsk and uh, Luhansk People's Republics, Putin spoke of Ukraine as an integral part of our history, culture, and a spiritual space, and described the creation of Ukrainian Soviet Republic by Lenin as the tearing away from Russia of a part of its own historical territories. Last year, he wrote that there was no historical basis for a Ukrainian people separate from Russians. Uh, uh, okay now so you see it's a did you hear that it's a mystical belief in a nation (laughs) stretching beyond his country's current border then he goes he gives a paragraph about the fact that you yeah ukrainians disagree and you know in fact the majority of ukrainians even russian speakers don't want to be part of russia so he gives a paragraph then comes my favorite paragraph Ukraine in 2022 is more important strategically and economically than Czechoslovakia was in 1938. It is Europe's largest country after Russia. Many of its population of more than 44 million would become refugees if war broke out. If war broke out. Globally, it is a crucial exporter of maize and seventh for wheat and a key supplier of agriculture produced to the EU. World food prices would rocket if Ukrainian fields were full of tanks rather than tractors. And Ukraine is an important transit route for Europe's energy when Russia's gas from fills the pipeline connecting Russia to Europe via Ukraine rather than artificially reducing the pl- flow. Artificially. I mean, but not biased at all this reporting is not biased they can carry about half half russia's gas exports to europe so you see you putin is only motivated by a mystical belief in his nation's expansion but then it turns out oh ukraine it turns out yeah ukraine does have a fantastic i mean it's famous ukrainian agricultural lands are fantastic i mean avi spoke about how strategically important it is for russia because Mm -hmm. if Ukraine becomes part of NATO, then they can, within hours, they can cut off Russia from any waterways, uh, Black Sea and Caspian. So, yeah, also oh, it turned out Ukraine does it strategically <laughs> matters yeah. then, doesn't it? You fucking idiot. So, yeah, that, that was, I mean, you see, they can't even, you know, they can't be consistent even within a, within an uh, article. It's like not, uh, I, not, yeah. Yeah, when you're bullshitting, I guess it's hard to be consistent and they're trying to, put out these articles out quickly and i bet you these editors that are that go over these articles they don't care about these kind of inconsistencies they just don't want something out of brand uh, you know to exactly. be said out that of someone brand. That's, can, that's such a good way of can come and attack them i mean the yeah. thomas friedman yeah, article this so right. one and the one last two weeks ago that wasn't on ukraine that we read which was filled with his friends <laughs> as references yeah, I mean, as sources donor. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know what kind of world they operate and then people talk about how they fact check and how i mean these fact checks start with <laughs> not including your friends or like totally contradictory paragraphs one after the other then we'll get to the fact checking point 
yeah just let's uh, let's try keeping one one thought in your mind for like more than five minutes before we do like fact checking well anyway the the continued the rest of the article is bullshit but um uh, it's all, all he's saying is basically that we should be very afraid of russians and this is just the first step towards a russian takeover of the world now i wanted to emphasize my appeasement point i want to go to ann applebaum another idiot who writes for the atlantic your favorite publication <laughs> i i think i feel like i'm torturing you every time i bring up atlantic articles. well you know you're not allowed to read from the atlantic really you're limited to one to two paragraphs max yes uh, friedman guy kind of like you, the articles sir. at least aren't the longest so i mean no, no, friedman keeps it short and Nice. But the Atlantic. I mean, because Friedman's article are obviously <laughs> as a journalist. What should I do? Should I trust these guys or should I trust those guys? It's bad guys. <laughs> it just ends. It's just such. <laughs> but okay, see again the title. There are no Chamberlains in this story, but there are no Churchills either, and Ukraine will fight alone. This is, it felt like, by the way, this felt like diaries of somebody running from Nazis, the mm -hmm. tone and, oh my God, I saw that Ukrainian woman. Mm -hmm. She was in the streets with a gun saying, I will fight till the last drop of my blood. Anyway, let's just start. Uh, in 1938, British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain arrived home from a conference in Munich. He and other leaders had met with Hitler. They had agreed to allow Germany, German army to annex a slice of Czechoslovakia. In exchange, Hitler offered more dialogue and promised not to fight any further. To the cheering crowd that had gathered to welcome his uh, plane, Chamberlain happily declared that the threat of war had passed. He had obtained peace with honor, peace for our time. As it turned out, Hitler was not satisfied with the slides of Czechoslovakia. He wanted all of Czechoslovakia and then Poland and then all of Belgium, all of Netherlands and all of France. In light of blood, death and tragedy that followed, 1938 Chamberlain deal came to be described by an ugly word, appeasement. Chamberlain is remembered not for the peace he negotiated, but for the war that followed. Yes, because idiots like you perpetuate a false history because you're fucking idiots who didn't study anything. Uh, okay. Okay, let's get this straight. Germany, right? Uh, there is this place called Sudetalands. Sudetalands were part of Czechoslovakia at the time. German people in Sudetalands were discriminated against heavily. They were treated disgustingly. You, uh, not UN, League of Nations, I don't know, whatever global institution at the time, they sent observers, including a British observer, I believe the family name was Owen. They went there and they, like the German people were treated just like, you know, let's say black people are, you know, treated uh, like 50 years, Jim mm. Crow era type of thing, right? So that's why, uh, Chamberlain had to like that's why Hitler had some sort of a fucking uh, standing for his invasion right secondly Churchill who was in the parliament at the time and who was the biggest critic of Chamberlain who, who always advocated war with Germany because Churchill advocated war with everybody. Mm -hmm. Churchill wanted, Churchill was against the independence of India. Churchill wanted to fight Russians pretty much since like every, the day he was born. Like Churchill, Churchill was the original McCain of his time, John McCain of his time. He just, he never saw a, a nation he didn't want to fuck up. 
So uh, Churchill, even in his own private diary, admits that Chamberlain had to make peace with Hitler because Britain at the time was underprepared and out. out outstretched to be able to uh, fight uh, Germans. So they needed time to rearm and they needed time to get uh, loans from JP Morgan in America and others to, uh, you know, uh, to build up their army. So this idea that for uh, this appeasement, like I, I remember this because I was one of the, this is when you do international modern history, this is after World War One. This is one of the biggest topics that did Chamberlain make a mistake, and all the historical rec- records. And it's kind of like the nuclear bombs that were dropped in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Mm-hmm. This false history has been accepted by everyone, which is a complete false history. Chamberlain had no choice, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, to make peace because British army was not ready at the time and even Churchill who was the most pro-war guy was saying that yeah I say in the parliament you know I criticize him in the parliament but if I was in his position I would do the same right so I again I don't these people man I don't understand how do they get any like there is is there no like uh, when they give you a job they don't (laughs) there is no selection process like uh, more than eight years later another gathering in Munich tried not to make Chamberlain's mistake. Americans and Germans dominated this weekend's Munich Security Conference, as is traditional. But plenty of other prime minister and foreign ministers, British, Swedish, Finnish, Polish, Estonian, were there too. Instead of conceding to a dictator, all present, con- all present condemned the condemned the dictator and demanded unanimously that the Russian troops gathered on the borders of Ukraine go home. This part is just fantastic. It's just a good laugh. The American vice president made a solid, well-received speech. <laughs> Kamala, Kamala Harris declared that although the foundation of European security is under direct threat in Ukraine, the alliance would push back. We, the US and Europe, have come together to demonstrate on strength and unity. Anna-Lena Baerbock, the German foreign minister, sat beside Antony Blinken, the American secretary of the state, and said, what makes me optimistic in these difficult times is the knowledge of the strength of our transatlantic union and the solidarity of our alliance. I mean, this is like a AA for a bunch of uh, like, uh, (laughs) like, you know, losers, basically like, yeah, guys, I know we are fucked. I know 30,000 Russian troops just invaded Ukraine. I know we're all going to freeze next winter because they're just not going to give us gas. But I feel a strong, I feel together we can do anything. Oh, fuck off. Like, uh, I'm just going to read one more paragraph from the very end. In the meantime, despite everything that was said, everything that was promised, everything that was discussed, Ukraine will fight alone. (laughs) At dinner last night, a Ukrainian woman whom I first met in 2014, she began her career as anti-corruption activist, stood up and hold the room that not only was she returning to Kiev, so was her husband, a British citizen, (laughs) who's, yeah, exactly, was fucked basically. (laughs) He had recently flown to London on a family business. But if there was going to be a war, he wanted to be in Ukraine. The other Ukrainians in the room nodded. They were all scrambling to find flights back too. 
I mean, bullshit. I call bullshit on that. I, wow. I mean, I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I come. I Good mean, for I, them, I, eh? If they actually do that, someone send me their is, no. address. I'll give them some money for actually being such stand-up really? people. I've never seen, <laughs> I've never Anybody. seen somebody that uh, principled uh, uh, <laughs> in too, my life. Too. There's no such thing. I mean, I, we, there was, we, I had a, I had a, like a, my mom's cousin thing. He was studying in UK and he left his studies to come to Iran and Iraq war and he died in Iran and Iraq war. That's Jesus. the only, that's the only some... one. And his family, by the way, hated him for it. <laughs> like it was like, like, you know, it's just, they were like, what are you doing? You crazy boy. <laughs> and, but he was a, he was a kind of a hero, I suppose. You know. Principled anyway, person, I guess. He, I know, I know. But I, 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 I find it hard to imagine a room full of Ukrainians scrambling. <laughs> like what, I mean, I'm sure there are a couple of people, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, just the last line of the article, because we knew that we would not be joining them. Oh, sorry. The rest of us did, did like we did nothing. The rest of us, American, Polish, Danish, British, said nothing because we knew that we would not be joining them. Yeah, well, but, I, mean, I mean, I don't even know what, what my criticism of this would be. And again, I feel like even uh, by the way, after this, I'm going to make you listen to Kyle's um, solution. Like how, 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 <laughs> Is that how the revenge? government should Is react? That revenge? for me <laughs> making <laughs> no 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 because i want to get your take on that and you know um how because i can't really put any kind of criticism like a good one to this article that you read or even what kyle said except to me it sounds like childish we, romanticizing wish no no it's not i don't uh, yeah we are not here criticizing their takes per se although i i did say very openly in the beginning i'm on the russian side on this yeah. matter i completely yeah, i'm being uh, wishy-washy too so I no mean, no no that criticism no, can be held but, for me but, it's just but you're not this being... childish romanticizing way i mean of the exactly. world and everything and, like I'm sorry if you don't know anything like about if if you have if you don't know anything about appeasement and the start of World War II and you don't know anything about 1990s history and what happened post Cold War maybe you should shut up about these issues I don't know shit like about me cars. I you rarely I hear me sh- talk about these things and I really yeah, don't yeah. know much yeah and that's good because I get to shout <laughs> at you my opinion <laughs> so and you're like. I can't challenge you. Just fuck it. Let's go with it. <laughs> yeah, this is your whatever. segment. Huh? Where you get to just do this whatever you part. want. I'm, uh, this is me like Brian Estelter going wrong. <laughs> That's why I put it in the middle of the show. <laughs> just bury you in there. Nobody needs to see this. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't understand why you... And look, whenever I comment on... I uh, Like, for example, I sometimes comment on cars and I say, I like this car. And then, like, for example, I love Jaguar. And anybody who's a car fan tells yeah. me Jaguars are apparently awful because they constantly break down or something. And it should, it's the same, you know? Yeah. These people, do, they're dabblers. They're dilettantes. They, they don't really... They don't spend time reading shit or they're not interested. As you said, you have a brand. That was such a good thing you said. You're trying to maintain a brand. It's not about consistency. It's about brand. Um, it's about branding. And what is it's an issue? Branding. Like what comes up in these articles as an issue for us is not what the editors like working at the New York Times or Guardian or stuff. That's not their sensitivities. They're just in a different world and a different bubble and they have different kind of Sensi- sensibilities and uh, what, what do you that, mean? That, Which, that, that come no- into play 
So these articles are not their sensibilities. No, like what, like you know, we 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 go over like you know the Thomas Friedman one, right? And we know uh, we're like, uh, oh, this yeah. isn't right. This historical thing, you know, is how can this argument make sense with this argument? They're not looking a lot of the times. I mean, of course, in journalism and the media, they do. But when it comes to this and New York Times, that is not their thing. You know, their concern is only is anything here written that will get a backlash from the White House administration or will get a backlash from mainstream media. You know, that's their um, that's your right sensitivity. Consistency. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's their yeah. That is what they That's, get into problem or trouble. No, no, for. you're you're 100% right. You're 100% right. Uh, it's just... Uh, or like, yeah. you know, this last article that you read. I mean, what were those last few paragraphs? I mean, I don't even know <laughs> what those paragraphs were. But, you know, the editor probably read it's like, okay, this reads well. It's, it's, no, it's no, anecdotal. Uh, it flows well. Human story. I like it. it you, you're, you're appealing to the lowest common denominator, right? So the best way to do that is to just do a story about good guys and bad mm-hmm. guys, about heroes and villains and, uh, and uh, you know, that type of thing. So I think they frame it always in that structure. It's kind of uh, Chapo Trapas guys made that point when Bill Gates and Melinda Gates were at, it, at <laughs> each other they, yeah. during their divorce and stuff. I, I think Felix Biederman was saying that I love how mainstream media loves to like they think there's a good guy in this story like you know oh Melinda Gates yeah. this poor lady like they're both monsters you know yeah. we're talking about some of the like most like in fact in awful fact awful people been, on earth and you're like oh which one is a good guy oh fuck off they, exactly, like, life is not about good and bad grow up yeah well I mean I guess you could say life is about good and bad but not in the places that they go looking for it <laughs> it's a Perhaps. personal thing yeah. okay it's a personal yeah, i'm yeah. not saying yeah yeah, yeah not, no i got yeah, you you know but you can't analyze like geopolitical situations based on uh, yeah psychology of a leader only based yeah. only on a psychology yeah I mean, but yeah let's let's now move on to real fun shit yeah let me so um this so i'm gonna play this clip others have probably seen it perhaps on jackson's um, show but before we commentate it so let's check I watched this out two minutes of Ka- so some, but, i'm yeah, gonna play it I, for you as well as we play it for the um for the listeners and viewers i'll just play it for you here as well here's what i would do immediately the Nord Stream 2 pipeline is axed it's not happening anymore i would tell germany look you're going to get U.S. natural gas, and you're going to get it at the same price you were getting Russian natural gas for. We're going to sell it at a loss. We know that we're going to lose money on it, but we don't care. U.S. taxpayers will subsidize it. This is to undercut Putin and his government, and this is, of course, to send a message that you can't just invade sovereign countries. So no more Nord Stream 2 pipeline. The other thing I would do is sanction oligarchs. Now, that's a big difference. I would not sanction—I would not invoke any sanctions that hurt Russian civilians because this isn't their fault. Don't blame them. They're people just living their lives trying to get by like anybody else. But I would specifically sanction oligarchs. Uh, There's certain economic sanctions you could do. There's freezing of bank accounts and whatnot that you could do with Russian oligarchs. I definitely do that. The other thing I do is, look, Azov Battalion aside, I would do everything I can. I talk President Zelensky, say you've got to axe the neo-Nazis in in the ranks of the Azov Battalion. They're horrendous. They're evil. uh, They commit war crimes. NBC was doing a puff piece on the Azov Battalion the other day. Absurd. But I would... I would talk to Zelensky, tell him to purge his ranks of neo-Nazis, uh, but as long as we're not arming the Azov Battalion, I have no problem arming Ukraine in general so that they could protect themselves from Russian aggression. Uh, and then outside of that, you meet with world leaders to make contingency plans. Okay, wait. I think you might do a better job than articulating it than me for okay, now, so I'll uh, be quiet for a second. I, I, when we, when we, are, we are doing our show online, I try not to be too disrespectful to 
secular talk usually because it was a channel that uh, on YouTube when there was nobody covering a lot of issues around surrounding Iraq war or uh, extremist uh, Christians in America. He was a young man who was, I think, 20, very early 20s. He was there. He was doing that. He put himself out there, whatever. So, okay, put that aside. I'm sorry, but uh, I have to go. Like, this is really making me angry. And uh, how can you be so stupid? How can you be so goddamn, like you're 16? Is this like you're 16? This is me during like, you know, uh, 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 first George Bush, uh, like uh, presidency. Like, uh, I mean, you're a child, you're a child. I mean, let's go through some of the suggestions. Yeah, so the first, first one all, is, the, is the pipeline. Excellent. Act Nord Stream 2. I love the fact that any pretense that Germany has an independent government yeah. <laughs> has been dropped now. America can tell Germany that, you know, axe that pipeline, fuck you. Like, you know, it's Ger- Germany independent nation. I no. love how he starts with that one at first. It just kills me. And then, oh, like, the way, and then oh, we'll supply them with our uh, wait, wait, no, 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 natural gas. <laughs> Subsidized no, wait, 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 wait. No, let's, uh, yeah, yeah. I want to break this down. Yeah, so uh, cut uh, Nord Stream 2, you know, as if, you know, America, but, but is that any different from, by the way, George Bush telling uh, Saddam Hussein we should have access to all your military sites? I mean, and they pretend, I mean, these guys, and yeah, that's why I, I have a big problem with most of the people on the left. At the end of the days, they are not leftists, they are nationalists. They are nationalists. They think they're leftists because they want better services for themselves. They want a better infrastructure. They are not really, they don't understand history or what is left or what is right. They just want better infrastructure. Mm-hmm. That's all they want. But anyway, so cut off their, um, cut off their pipeline. What, what, what was the second one? So the first one is cut off the pipeline. And, and, and hold on just one second. Oh, then he oh, goes into this childish thing where like the u.s will supply them as if that's possible the the gas is different it comes from somewhere else and will subsidize it so anyway that's i love that unrealistic now besides how unrealistic that is then the second one is that you sanction the oligarchs but let's not hurt the normal russian people i mean that's the whole argument around sanctioning right this kind of targeted sanctioning uh, yeah. does not exist. Like if you sanction oligarchs, it's, that probably yeah. means they run X and Y Z business, which probably means that unfortunately trickles all the way down. Exactly. Uh, Ellie, when, that's my... Like that's what America does with Iran. Do yeah. You think they say they are sanctioning Iranian people? Yeah, they're not no, sanctioning they... Sam. <laughs> yeah, they're not sanctioning me. <laughs> Well, they're not sanctioning you directly. That's the thing. Exactly. <laughs> but when, but when they, no, no. But when they sanction one of the biggest import, one of yeah. the biggest importers of uh, medicine in Iran, then children will die of cancer. Yeah. You fucking no, re- I mean, uh, yeah. idiot. I mean, uh, he says like you know, freeze their bank accounts. Like no, no. Here and before there. I mean, first of all, American people should subsidize European energy now. Besides subsidizing their it's not just a protection racket now we're gonna have to give them a i mean i'm not american but whatever but but secondly yeah this talk yeah uh, uh, no the russian don't not the russian people targeted at oligarchs yeah. For, by the way i highly recommend if there is any good content came out was matt taibi talking to uh, again the lady i forget her name russian expert katrina uh, Un- I haven't seen that, so I don't know. Okay. The yeah, same I didn't lady watch that. a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she, she and Matt Tavey talked about that, and she made a good point that some of these uh, 
like the sanctions they put on oligarch is exactly what Putin wants because they mm. want to they've been trying to repatriate all the money these mother oligarchs mm. have stolen and taken out of Russia. Uh, they want to bring them back. So it's kind of plays into Putin's hand mm. in some ways. First, and all, sanctions have always proven they make the state stronger. They make the people they claim they're sanctioning stronger and they make the civil society and normal people, weaker people will die because they can't get... I've seen people spend their whole life savings on one dose of a cancer treatment. You know, that's what happens when you sanction. And by yeah. the way, Russia has been sanctioned somewhat. Although the new sanctions that they brought in, the UK and Americans one, are just fantastic in 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 their in in impotence. That's why I think the an apple bomb article is a more. It's like an AA meeting for all the you know for all the people who losers because they know they can't do shit because they you know they, they can't even do sanctions. What I mean, uh, so uh, just idiotic to suggest american people should su- subsidize the energy of europe like do you remember the third one that's even more then, childish th- so the third the, one is that yeah. he goes to the ukrainian president and that's his name right because i don't know his name so i Zelensky, can't say it again Zelensky. and tell him to get rid of all the nazi neo-nazi associated people <laughs> yeah but Look, he during war, I, he's like i have five guys you want me to remove four of them I mean, I don't know what percentage. No, it's of... just, no this type of idiot don't know how war or politics. Do you think, yeah. like, do you think Zelensky is even in charge that much? Like, yeah, yeah, true, he's, exactly. Who do you think he is? Like, oh, Zelensky, be a good boy. No more, no more Nazis. And he's like, okay, Nazis go home. You yeah. guys, and Nazis are going to be like, oh, la, la, la. okay, they said, Zelensky said, go home, guys. Let's go home. Man, what if, are you an idiot? Are you a goddamn idiot? I would do this. I would do this. The fact that he kept on using, I don't know, the I pronoun just shows, yeah. I don't know how childish and As like if, yeah, kiddish uh, this whole thing is in his head. At least this part. I mean, I'm not saying is it he's a child. I mean, he has very insanely good sober takes on a lot of domestic things and other things. But I mean, you don't need to know the history of anything to be like, this just sounds like something a five-year-old oh. do. You know, it's like coming up with a basketball game and you're playing against like, you know, you have little kids who be like, okay, it's very easy. You just throw it up in there and then he's gonna lay it up and dunk it in i'm like okay i mean based on the guys Thank on my team the- is that possible <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, if it's possible we'll do it no. come here come here uh let me give you advice uh, buy low sell high yeah. Thank you. And then and then last of all last of all mm-hmm. you meet with world leaders <laughs> Oh, yeah. And you come up with a contingency plan, something like that. He said, thank you for that, Kyle. Thank, thank you, you for, for this. I mean, even yeah. Biden and his administration will word these exact same things that you want a bit better than you, to be completely honest. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I told you Kyle's gone all imperialist. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's the right word, but his take here on the response and how the, the U.S. No, the, should. They, they are. They yeah. are they're nationalists. They're liberal internationalists. They believe in uh, the, you know bullshit concepts of democracy, even apparently if it means Nazis coming to power. Um, and um, you know, yeah. by the way, I would like to point out that his video came out. His video is titled uh, "Russia Invades." Um, Ukraine. This was mm. before today's event. Today's events are the first day, twenty third or twenty fourth of February, yeah. depending on. 
you know where you are. Um, uh, it's the first day that actually Russian uh, forces have actually conducted any military action. It was like Russia, and at the time, it and it's to this. I mean, it's still hotly debated who shot first. It's kind of like a Star Wars. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's first, always you know? the, the so, story. So, which... the, so to put in way, I mean, it was clickbaity. It was idiotic. It had nothing to do with analysis. It was just some. Yeah, it was exactly. It was like some social worker I mean, shouting. One good. We should all do this. We should all do that. I mean, he makes the only good point he makes in that one of the. I mean, before getting to that part, the previous parts were a bit better. That part was just like you know, just horrible. But before that, he just, you know, he kind of says, you know, all these talks that this will lead to World War Three and all that, that's bullshit. I think perhaps that is one of the more, and um, that is one good thing he said in that, in that video. Yeah, yeah, that, fair enough. That's, yeah, that's fair enough. But, but yeah, let's get to, let's I get to the tweets, right? And one yeah. of the tweets just resembled so much I sent you. So every day I get the New York Times newsletter uh, uh, every single morning and it's just, and it's so funny. It's just always two articles. And it's been about Russia and Ukraine um, forever. I really like reading newsletters. I don't know why. But so I'll sh- Which we'll, talk, uh, uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, but let's start with the tweets. We're starting with the tweets, though, Sam. So I sent them to you. Right, let's just yeah, go in yeah, order. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm on from, tweets. From, let's start from the last one to the first one, okay? Okay. So the first one. Biden didn't go extreme with the sanctions. He went proportional. This is Kyle. No doubt, though, that if Russia takes tri-state Kiev, the harshest sanctions are in play. Overall, a relatively reasonable response policy-wise, in my opinion, despite Western culpability in getting to this point. Aaron Mattit tweeted him and, of course, ratioed him, as everybody likes to say. You're presuming that the U.S. has a moral legal authority that in reality doesn't exist. And in this case, Kyle didn't even talk about the pipeline, which is like brings in Germany as well and gets rid of, you know, what what power does he exactly U.S. should have over Germany? I guess they have troops there. Why right does Biden have to sanction anyone? A single sanction anyone but himself, other U.S. leaders is out of proportion. He can start by sanctioning his team for the 2014 Maidan coup. So as you comment on this first tweet, I'm just going to pull up also that New York Times wait, wait. Oh, okay. thing that I sent you. No, go ahead. You can start. I have a a slight, I mean, to defend Kyle a little bit here. I don't, I mean, I completely disagree with his take, but I think Aaron Mata is actually, in my view, is taking, because he says, you're presuming that the U.S. has a moral, legal authority. Moral is whatever. I don't know. What is moral authority? Who gives a shit? Mm -hmm. Legal authority, he does, though. Joe Biden is the elected president of America, and he does have legal authority to sanction other nations. In that sense, but I guess he's saying that you're presuming the U.S. morally that in reality doesn't exist. So I guess, I mean, he did put, yeah. He does have legal, I mean, again, I'm not. uh, Sanctions, yeah, but I mean, to, I guess he has no right besides might, besides might to you know i Why guess not? impose on other countries the, or people no, but that's yeah. that's i know but le- i mean he said legal legally speaking yeah. he's the president of america or congress for example they can pass sanctions too you know i mean legally speaking they have yeah. to just again morality is a different yeah. game and you want to mm. talk about morality talk about morality and yeah i said or i mean don't only... cry about it if somebody else does it to you because i guess this argument comes back to you know who makes the u.s the the police of the world and i guess it's their might that makes them 
that's the police. It. Um, of, not that that's right. Not that I condone that. Yeah, but it is the reality on yeah. the ground. So Biden is the president. He has the legal right to sanction. That's I don't. I mean, moral. Okay, legally though, yeah. uh, I, I don't see how. Yeah, <laughs> but and then and then he points out okay. one thing that he's been on, which is like you know the whole Maidan twenty fourteen Maidan coup, which is um, which is yeah, forgotten. Yeah, the forgotten coup. Yeah. But yeah, here when Kyle wrote, no doubt though that if Russia takes Kiev, the harshest sanctions are in play. I mean, it just reminded me so much of this. What I read in your I don't, so- I don't understand. Why would Kyle care? I mean, look, I understand somebody in the deepest state, yeah. if they take Kiev, uh, our contracts are going to be yeah. all like going away. And no, all because that. Kyle, this why is what he that, says. He says, I oppose citizen. U.S. imperialism and therefore I also um, oppose Russian But you're imperialism. not a Russian citizen, are you? But you can say I care about everybody um, the oh, same okay, way. Fair. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You can say yeah. that. But listen, this from the New York but Times, I, right? I, yeah, from my newsletter. I, The moves fell short of the more sweeping economic warfare that some have demanded, warfare that some have demanded. Though Biden warned that more sanctions will follow if Vladimir Putin did not withdraw his forces from Ukraine. So it's just like so similar to his tweet. I mean, I guess this is the sentiment that's going around everywhere um, in mainstream media. So not that Kyle got it. But I mean, Kyle's take is the Biden administration. No, take. it's disappointing. As I said, the, re- the reason why like we can't we. I mean, we can talk about CNN, we can talk about Fox, but the reason why we talk about these channels is because we like these channels, we, or at least used to like these channels. And it is extremely disappointing that somebody who can see certain things so clearly, suddenly when it comes to Russians, I mean, I generally, I feel like anti-Russian sentiment, uh, it's just, it's ridiculous, man. It is generally, mm. I don't understand why Russians are taking back Kiev And then, like Americans, are, I, how is that? I mean, British or French or Germans, you can say, okay, they have their close by or something. Like, why do you have? I mean, besides your uh, military contract, what is there for you guys? I don't. Anyways, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let's continue with these tweets a bit, and you tell me if um um what do you think of this one by Armete? When I say unclear, I'm not trying to minimize the attacks that Russia is carrying out and the deaths they will cause. Okay, I didn't say no, the deaths will cause. I'm saying that the exact nature of the operation is unclear. There are that's bombings, good. but as of now, it's unclear how many Russian troops are deployed and where. This is before, I think, again, I, uh, this, so is this before, is four hours ago. This is four hours ago? The, and I took it, th- this is from like eight hours ago. This is from last oh. night. Okay, so, all right, okay. Interesting. I think now, now we know that. I mean, we don't know who has started the shellings, yeah. but I think now we know that Russian troops are on the move. I think. Yeah, but I guess we don't know exactly the na- how. I mean, yeah, how would we know the exact nature of the operation and perhaps how long they're ready for? Yes, it? yes, of course. By the way, in our previous segment, uh, uh, we because I while well, we showed the clip to our audience. I cut off the last part when I was just playing it with you, so we forgot to comment on it. But Kylie then goes on to say that I think Putin has made a backdoor plan with China, who's going to come and help them out if the if the U.S. imposes sanctions and all this. He's like, well, I'm just speculating, but that would make sense to me. So I mean, that was just next level. We should have we should have commented on that, but unfortunately, what I did it fully like for a back- you. Yeah, so he's saying like he's saying that you know he's saying that Putin is so emboldened because he has China's backing who will come and like you know I guess 
help them out financially and energy wise and stuff if there's a sanction okay I mean, let's move on to really, china by the way just to clarify china actually has been very cautious in their mm. uh, in their support of you know the, china iran everybody they just they all they always try to both play both sides so they've yeah. been very cautious in their support definitely so Glenn Greenwald here responded to Michael Tracy. So Michael Tracy said the definition of the term invasion is being curiously muddled. So this is from yeah, like 17, 18 hours ago. Good point. Does it now mean that any time a foreign military force enters another sovereign territory without authorization? I don't remember many people declaring that the U.S. invaded Pakistan during the bin Laden raid in 2011. And Glenn goes on to say, like, the problem is that the CIA told the U.S. media to tell everyone that they knew exactly what Putin was saying and deciding and that he had decided on a full invasion of Ukraine. So they have to call it an invasion. Otherwise, this whole media government act um, uh, will seem like a fraud. That's completely That's an correct. interesting point. Then we have uh, our friend Anna. Okay. Responding Looks to, like... when will you admit that you were wrong, awfully wrong about Ukraine? You claim that U.S. government was just warmongering and that Russia would not attack. And the respondent, looks like I was wrong about Russia. I definitely underestimated Putin's likelihood to invade, but I won't apologize for being skeptical of our State Department. I think here there's a bit to comment, right? Okay, sure, Anna, you know, credit where credit is due. You thought you were wrong at, um, at some point and you weren't. So now you're coming out and saying that you were wrong and, you know, you were skeptical of State Department. But just the fact that what is going on right now does not justify the full set of the narrative or I'm not sure exactly what, she was arguing before, but however, and the U.S. was still warmongering. So you know, all I, of that I is not wrong. So I don't even quite get why she apologized to that part so quickly. But I'm just, yeah, I'm no, guessing she had they, taken the stand that you know Putin will definitely not invade any Russia will not invade any part of Ukraine. So I have not, but uh, yeah, they're quick to apologize when they're wrong about somebody else's warmonger. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> and finally. Um, Actually, two more. So here, a bunch of tweets by Kyle again, but we talked about them. At this point, we better all hope there's a secret. Oh, here he brings it up. There's a secret Russia-China deal to shore up the Russian economy. Because if there aren't the declining power of nuclear weapons, is capable of fucking anything. Truly terrifying oh, time. Off. If Biden cuts off Russia from the global oh, banking system retaliation, Russia has stated they consider that declaration war. Obama got endless shit for not going for not doing it over Crimea and my guest said ev every voice in Biden's ear will be telling him he has to do it that could get really bad but I thought he said it's not going towards World War II so I don't get it but no, yeah is there, there the part because if it is there the declining power with a yeah. nuclear weapon is capable of fucking anything shut the fuck up <laughs> and uh, yes what can you say yeah all right I don't think I, I think we had we said everything that there is with here but yeah let's Keep on seeing what happens really with this um, invasion, so to speak, right now and see where it goes. Yeah. Hopefully Russia will take back all its lands. <laughs> Joking. I'm I hopefully nobody dies. That's <laughs> yeah. That's that's a safe thing to say. I don't want anybody. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right, Sam, let's just do some quick hitters before we wrap up this party. So there, our first story would include two. So the first one is AOC versus Tucker Carlson. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What uh, this the is hell? A seg yeah, yeah, what the hell? This is a segment that I think because it has happened quite a few times, 
uh, I think this is going to become a regular segment on our show. The imbecile meets the idiot, or the idiot meets the imbecile. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's fantastic. Meant to, and I I think we have a substantive take at the end of it. But yeah, you want to give a sort of a overview? I mean, I don't even know what the hell happens in this one. Honestly, it confuses me. Tucker Carlson covers a video of that AOC posted on her on her own channel. And on her own Instagram or something, and she's doing her makeup or maybe not because like edited here and there. And then there's another clip where she's like wearing like where she says that I'm home alone, I believe. Yeah, or something. Like that. And he says the stupidest thing. He's like, "That sounds like it's like a booty Wichita. call." I'm like, what? Where the fuck? That is that has to be one of the stupidest things he says. And then of course AOC like just like explodes and goes on on to like five or ten tweets or whatever that makes no sense i mean that yeah. segment i actually watched it a few times because i didn't even get <laughs> what you know, is going I, on yeah. and what is you, the hell no. is tucker saying i mean i want to hate on aoc different... so much but no AOC's, look what, what tucker said was disgusting and idiotic uh, at best but what AOC was saying was AOC is as soon as she gets attacked personally, because, you know, her person is the most important thing yeah. in the world. We should abandon all rules of free speech and everything just because she's been chill the fuck out, girl. And then secondly, I think the reason why she freaks out so much and why they love to talk about each other so much. Tucker loves to talk about her. She mm-hmm. loves to respond to him is the fact that they are the same people. They are the exact same person. He is a showman for the right-wing reactionaries, for the people who are frustrated and want to blame the, you know, slightly people of different colors or blah, blah, blah. She's the the showman for the idiots in cities that, oh, if we come together and talk, if you have representation from all people, people of all backgrounds coming together and they get together, they are both showmen. And I think that, I think maybe uh, in in the background, they're probably having drinks and laughing at our asses (laughs) because we pay attention to these two crooks. I mean, uh, one is, uh, I would say Tucker is the better crook because he at least uh, is smart enough to realize media is a better, you can get more money there, mm-hmm. you know, but Good point. Two, two crooks, two actors, two actors. And I love it. I love it when they go at each other. I hope they destroy each but, other. And uh, yeah. I didn't and, even love it that that much, but I love that point that you make that both are showmen because it was so stupid. I mean, Tucker didn't even put any effort <laughs> into like his insults and what like into like what he was saying like come on it sounds like a booty call because she said she's home alone like come on man i mean it's uh, yeah they are both there they are whipping up their support you know and she was uh, oh my god i was attacked as a yeah. woman i was a uh, female you know like, chill out karen Ugh. No, see, exactly. I mean, by the way, and then you see, look, okay, level of a politician, that's why I was so negative on the panel the other week as well. The level of politician who's going to lead a nation, who's going to go talk to Putin or uh, Olaf <laughs> Schultz or whoever, is not the people, oh my God, on TV, he said a bad thing about Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure you're going to be great on the world stage because, you know, in the world stage, everybody's polite and everybody's respect, everybody's personal space. Oh, my God, don't say bad words. Yeah, that's oh. a very good point. Losers. 
Well, I mean, yeah. lose, they they are winners. They they make a hell of a lot yeah. more money than uh, we do. But and morally, then, you're two losers that just play the fiddle to the audience. That's all you do. And I actually have one one point here. Perhaps I had a thing I forgot. Looking at my notes here, and this this is about Ryan Graham. And this point of his, I thought, made absolutely no sense. Ryan Graham goes that if this was a Zoom meeting call and a workplace, what Tucker just said to. Um, to AOC can be considered as harassment. So is that a booty call? I'm like, no, I mean, I don't buy that whatsoever. That is two completely different situations. At work, like almost commenting on someone's t-shirt and being nice can be, work is just such a different context. I mean, it is ext- it's absolutely nonsensical. I don't know hey, if you caught I mean, that. Face, I mean, even, yeah, yeah, not even, I wouldn't say even work, but face to face is different from somebody who has a news show. I mean, okay. Yeah, I that, but he also said I don't it think, on Zoom. To he be said honest, it on I don't Zoom even, if someone says it, but I mean, such a weird comparison, if you ask me. I, yeah, I, absolutely I agree. No, no sense. sense. I, I don't even think your comment was necessarily, his comment, comment. was sexist. Uh, it was more disgusting. Yeah. Like, no, he ma- said work man- harassment. No, I find it, yes. Stupid and lazy. No, no, no. Um, I'm Ryan Graham said, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just no, trying I'm to specify. Tucker. Yeah. No, I don't even. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a stupid comparison in my view. To yeah, compare. Uh, I mean, again, though, what talk, what Tucker said, and <laughs> yeah. it's just so disgusting that you feel like. But that's the price you pay for free freedom yeah. of speech. Though you have to put up with fucking monsters like him. I mean, this guy. I can't believe this guy is still has a career. He used to wear bow tie, yeah. which he uh, he basically took away from a Starship Troopers. In a Starship Troopers, you had a conservative pundit, and he would have a bow tie. And this motherfucker stole it from that. I mean, he's playing a character. He's playing a. Can you not see? Uh, Hundred percent. I mean, our next segment is much more fun, but I just want to make a last point on the Ryan Grimm thing because that really got me. And it's just like you know, like context is different, right? Like what you doesn't mean in a club you can go harassing girls or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying whatsoever. But of course, like you know, it's like saying, oh, this like you know, in a club you can dance with a girl but like in your office dancing with a girl can yeah be like, it's just like, so it's just like taking an issue and putting it in different contexts i mean that's why there's a that's a good point there's a, there's a yeah, context so good analogy there okay yeah, yeah sure ryan Grimm. if we're gonna put this into different scenarios it might become worse at worse or even maybe sound better but yeah, yeah. Good point, good point. Well, if AOC had sent that to Tucker and Tucker was his boyfriend, was her boyfriend, then that's not such a bad thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the reverse scenario. <laughs> okay, let's move on. This one was something else. And for this one, I went to three, this. four, five, six points. <laughs> that helps six stupid points that I that I hope to touch on. But Nomiki Kunz was invited to go on Fox News to, I believe, oh, sorry. talk about um, Congress and Congress races midterm. But she switches straight away to Trump and then loses her shit. I mean, it is one of the worst TV appearances I can think of. Well, it's a redistricting year, and so the same thing's happening on the Republican side. That's what happens every redistricting year. But, you know, there was one line there that was very powerful. Combating the Republicans' rhetoric, right, their attacks. This never let a good crisis go to waste. When Donald Trump was handed the responsibility of 
of really making America the leader in combating COVID, what did he do? He was rallying against the American government and inspiring terrorist attacks on the Capitol. That's not true. So you want to talk That's about absolutely his absolute, not true. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, all right. I'm going to step like in there <laughs> because you are putting things, incendiary things, into the conversation. I Combating the Republicans' rhetoric, right? Their attacks. This never let a good crisis go to waste. When Donald Trump was handed the responsibility of of really making America the leader in combating COVID, what did he do? He was rallying against the American government and inspiring terrorist attacks. W? Yeah, yeah there's, there's no way we're going to sit and pretend like Donald Trump was promoting terrorism. That you should we apologize to American people for saying that. That's just that's not all true. I hear. The reality is that's all I hear. The reason Democrats are losing is because Joe Biden has told us over and over that the number one problem in America is white supremacy. And it's not. That's not what's facing Americans. The people that are losing their jobs. Respond on that one point, yeah, young lady. I live it. I don't have to get paid for it. Oh, don't call me young lady, sir. Bless your heart, ma'am. I'm a grown woman, no, and you can come up with all the code you want. But the FBI said that the number one problem in America right now is white supremacy. I mean, she uses. Like, I mean, this one is so stupid. And Jackson Hinkle actually made all the good points that there was. I mean, yeah, one point. Yeah. She she touches on the FBI like as if she like brings up the FBI as if like that's like a valuable argument in front of Fox <laughs> News audience. Yeah, but she says FBI considers white supremacists to be the biggest yeah. terrorist. So like, okay, I mean, do you have any more like counterproductive facts for you <laughs> no, to throw uh, out here? It's just the debate was not about that. It, she just it, made it about Trump after the first yeah, thing exactly. she went Trump. What does that have to do with anything whatsoever? And I mean, you know, speaking of going on Fox News to if there is such a chance of converting a few people or like, you know, you, like anything like, I mean, that was the most counterproductive <laughs> appearance anybody has ever done on TV. And I wonder what uh, Sam Sater thinks about this, because he opposes, uh, I believe, people going on Fox News, let alone making a complete fool out of themselves. I mean, that was yeah, insane. And, I, and then they get into the back and forth about ma'am and stuff. I mean. Don't call me, don't call me, a, don't call me Gerald, what did you say? I'm Gerald, jealous of Gerald. that guy. He had such a field day. I mean, he was just presented with a that, psychopath. That's, that's, yeah, I know. But that guy was also, that's why idiots meet famous. Yeah. That guy was uh, the leader of, oh my God, the way he was announced, the leader of the Blacks for Trump. Like, oh my God. What's a, what is the membership? Like three? <laughs> it's Ben Carson, this guy. And like, <laughs> just one more. <laughs> just so stupid. But yeah, she was, the problem was, okay, we, the, there was like she, because of her behavior, there was no debate. Yeah. It was her basically. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a grown woman. I'm a grown, and I, I love his comeback. His comeback was, okay, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> Chill the fuck out. Everything is an insult. And no, but I'll give you a, I'll give you a hint at what probably Sam Cedar and his stuff. Humanist report. Have you heard of that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a loser he is. Anyway, humanist report and his stuff. They put, oh, I didn't watch the video, but it comes in my feed that no more kikuns destroys fox news Stop. culture wars Stop. i swear to, uh, okay let me, let me i have to know i believe you but i'm gonna go read the comment sections of that because i believe even his viewers wouldn't agree with such a point i mean if they watch it sucks man only and thing by, the way, that, by the way bernie bernie as a judge of character really sucks his policy foreign policy wonk was that guy Brie but wait why did you bring that in 
because this lady oh, yeah, in the yeah, yeah. Oh, was Bernie's Bernie's representative in negotiations with the DNC to change the super delegate rules and shit. I, no I, wonder I, that failed. <laughs> I mean, Bernie, you really are not a good judge of character. I'm sorry. I mean, he's he calls Biden a friend, yeah. a known racist. So I'm I'm looking for the title of that bullshit. Don't but, worry about yeah. it. Oh, here, Fox host. Cuts off Nomoki Kunz after she blows up the GOP's culture war grift. Man, that that Fox yeah, yeah, had, that, yeah. that Fox coast should have kicked her out. I mean, uh, <laughs> she yeah. should have been I like, would have sorry, <laughs> never mind, never mind. Just leave. We're gonna just do it with this guy. Because at first, actually, she was like, she was nice to her. She was like, okay, let me give you. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure you want to rebuke what was going to... And he's like, Trump. <laughs> and then terrorist that part where she's like trump yes, like terrorist that Jesus. was insanely bad i mean oh that was one God. of the worst appearances i've seen yeah know. yeah that was oh, a, a centrist or left wings or anyone it was awful it was just shit <laughs> yeah, i know. mean it was like yeah it was Anyway, but I'm sure Fox News people loved it, though. She might yeah. be brought back because she's the perfect like type of liberal left that they, in their head, they a straw man. This mm-hmm. ah, identity, identity, Trump bad, Trump bad, Trump bad. Very good point. And I actually do hope that she gets called on again and then she'll know that she just <laughs> has more to more content to talk about. But Jesus, but that was like, I mean, <laughs> two I things really got to me. One was that she thought the FBI point was in any way a good idea to bring that up. And the second one was just Interruptions. The, the level of counterproductivity of that. No, I mean, my, my, I didn't even, I couldn't understand any point she made or any, she was just interrupting all the time. Just shut the fuck up. But <laughs> right, oh let's move God. on to our last um, quick hitter. Now this one was fun too. This one, Ryan Gribb made a better point than the one that we discussed between AOC and Tucker Carlson. So Kim Iverson made a good point here. So Kim Iverson, this was her radar, radar, right? And she started again with the Great Reset by the World Economic Forum, which is so she gave this whole like narrative over the Great Reset, and I mean, she's just that was reading yeah. way too much into this. This is nothing. This doesn't mean anything. That that that. That sentence, the great reset and what came up, all that comes from probably a two-hour brainstorming. And, you know, she keeps it's on saying, marketing. why would they? It's a marketing. It's a marketing. And they're like, why would, she, why would they call it the great reset? It's because they're not because in their head. And they're idiots, sure. But in their head, they're not thinking of the conspiracy theory that will change this. They're actually thinking, oh, no, we're being nice. We're admitting that, you know, capitalism isn't the best. So we're going to be a bit more socialist. And like, you know, this this COVID time gives us an opportunity to be more humane and more Man, and reflect. Uh, That's all this. They think about no, this. Think about you know, it too they, much. And sorry, last point. No, go ahead. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know how you could measure this, but the World Economic Forum is probably the most like meaningless global meeting institution. Like It's a networking ev- party. <laughs> Like you can pick any other one of these things. They're much more meaningful than anything. (laughs) uh, BP, like meetings at BP are far more crucial than anything that goes on in like economic. Uh, So I just don't understand why she reads this so much. But then when they have a conversation, she like, she becomes much more normal. Like, I mean. 
Yeah, I think, uh, to be honest, I thought she was presenting the narrative that some people believe so? in. I don't know. I hope, I hope she doesn't believe in that. It sounds I, like she kind of believes it a bit. I don't know. I don't think because so. But I would say, the thing, the great reset, though, it's really that asshole I was talking about, Kayvon, he also, like, <laughs> in the great reset stuff, they talk about this this idea that, yeah, exactly, we want to go from, they want, basically, it's the way we are going, you guys. It's, we are not going to own anything anymore. We are going to be renters of everything, even experiences, even uh, uh, food. You know, everything is going to become a, a you have license. You have to pay license. You have to pay rent for it. So that's what they are. And they think it's by that K1 asshole guy. That's why I brought him in. He's one of those guys. Oh, my God. Is, I believe our society is changing from ownership to experiencing life. Just Silicon what? Valley nonsense. I, 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 but even I, yeah I, I mean the I, nft world and actually web 3.0 as they call kind of goes against that because that's also going towards ownership so i mean yeah i do understand true, that right? there's a lot of things going towards subscription but people not own i mean my only point is whatever is said by the great reset like us two talking about it here and Kim Iverson reading their website, like the three of us have put more time into this <laughs> great and then the original creators of the great reading way too much. It's great. <laughs> I think that's look, look at the I mean, they talk about the young leaders initiative in which Macron yeah. and Trudeau, I believe, and lots yeah. of other people. Look, yeah, that's I mean, it's a reflection of our time that but you that's know they're, where they're they... leader. That's yeah, where that's they go. Cool. We like independent media. If I could get an internship when I was a kid, I would have wanted to go to the real news network or democracy now when I was in my 20s. That's just who I am. So yeah, of course, exactly. Trudeau or exactly. Macron, what do you think wants to go to like the communist manifesto? <laughs> I don't know. Boarding like, like, I, don't know. Meetings, yeah. I don't even know whatever it is. So of course, it's that. But, where but, do you think these people are, are, are going to go? Unless they're one of those yeah, people exactly. who flipped, who switched. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what? Yeah, it's... it's clear expectation of like son of a former prime minister of yeah. canada what kind of a like job do you think unless he, he either becomes either a corporate leader yeah. or a politician or you know what do you want and like, of course what, like, it goes to the world economic forum i mean if he didn't i'll be like something wrong with you yeah buddy. that's, that's a bit <laughs> surprise that's more surprising uh, but i do think it does uh, the great reset and stuff like that substantively support my argument that the deep state is not deep it's very shallow <laughs> they don't it's it is them they yeah. don't cover it it's not like it's and it's not that strange they're like yeah we are great and we go to the same universities and we're all friends we all agree with each other yeah. you know what i mean it's it is uh, the, the economic underlying condition causes uh, causes uh, people to uh, basically collapsing to cold sacks and all that and uh, the inequality and division and all that. it's all it's all a reflection of that it's not it's not the power behind it so yes yeah. no i mean I but the end was i i love no. the end because i feel like kim and robbie and right just the banter yeah. between them they mentioned the norm chomsky line about the fact that uh, if you didn't have these views, you wouldn't have been chosen the to journalist. interview me. Yeah, yeah I think it's which is the exactly the thing. Like... It's all these companies, all like this. You know, if you go to Nike, I've given this shit example. There's nobody there that tells you, okay, buddy, don't talk shit about Nike and don't promote Adidas and Puma while you're working for oh, Nike. Yeah, yeah. It's a given. You're supposed to. Way, you know uh, these things. You know what I mean? Like, of course, if you go to Nike or if you go work X, Y, and Z, 
you can already guess 90% of what you're supposed to say and not, not say before you walk in. Then maybe exactly. you pick up on one sensitivity that you hadn't realized was there. But I mean, I, I'm one of those people who can't pick up on this type of shit. And that's why I'm unemployed again. But uh, yeah, I know. I know it's, it's like if you go work to, at the UN, I mean, unless you, you're yeah. dumb, you know exactly what that UN yeah. organization does. So what you're supposed to support, what you're supposed to talk bad about. If you if you don't, that means you have no experience here and you should, yeah, should go you find know, a job somewhere else. First. No, and, and by the way, for example, look at like dynasties in the past. They would have like 15 different children. And, you know, one of them would become like a mystic and, oh, I don't want to become a king. It's too poverty, inequality. And they'll have him killed. Okay, put the other guy. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, that's how it works. Like, if you can't be in that system and they won't make you prime minister then. Like, you know what? Like, that's that's the whole point. Anyway. I mean, we we know, right? I I mean, just look at the example with the Democrats. They were willing to have Trump win than Bernie Sanders because it's just... You're not us. These are not our ideas. We don't, we don't want this. But yeah, sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right. It's just, but I thought it was a great video, though. I thought it was a great because I thought she put on the argument, the conspiracy argument, yeah. and then they broke it down like completely. I, I don't know. That is true, but I feel like the way that she she delivered it, I couldn't. I it made me seem like she was very sympathetic and she understood it. And I feel like if you read people in the comment section, they, they perhaps got the same oh, really? impression as well. I mean, okay. I don't know what Kim Iverson has done, but I've never seen a comment section being so supportive of a person. I mean, it, it's insane. It's insane how big of a fan base she has right now at the Hill and Rising and. Good That's for her. She good. typically does a lot of good stuff. It's just yeah, this yeah, great yeah, reset think... thing. <laughs> you find I, her at I, home, I, but like I, the I... same three paragraphs, just highlighting them over and over. Because <laughs> I tried reading <laughs> it's it. It's a whiteboard like... with this thing. I don't. Thousand words that have been written. (laughs) I really, I really, genuinely didn't get the vibe that she supports that theory, though. But okay, I need to rewatch that. Yeah, maybe I'm mistaken. Although, yeah, I don't. Okay, okay, all right. Anyway, but uh, yeah, but she's really good at interviewing and stuff usually. Except that one kid from Truckers. That's one for sure. But but but, uh, no no. But but uh, I also like to add. There was another thing I have. I'm so jealous. I wanted to become one of these young world leaders. What is, <laughs> what is where, where, where? How could you apply exactly? <laughs> what is the application? <laughs> I, can I have uh, like East Asia or West Asia for dictators? Just where why? Just where few years. <laughs> it kind of sounds like a UN model thing, but like. Maybe yeah, just like model, yeah. Except you travel somewhere. What a waste of time that was, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never did it, thank God, because I wasn't into that kind of shit. Oh, yeah, you then. were. You, yeah, but, I mean, it's yeah. a debate thing. I guess it would have, it would have been, you know, you know, good for debate I would, It was so. I mean, I wish I I could do model you now because back in the days, <laughs> I was the guy who in our model you and I was like, okay, guys, let's tell them if they don't give us the money, we are gonna support terrorism, and then we're gonna do that, and we're gonna do that, and everybody was like, oh, you Sam, you're crazy. People don't talk like that. And now after Trump and Duterte and all of this, it's it's my era now. I should have. Ah, I'll go back to model you. Perhaps uh, (laughs) it's like all these kids plus you. It's kind of like in this episode of Seinfeld where Kramer talks about karate and karate, and he thinks he's taking karate class with adults. (laughs) You find out he's beating up like five year olds. 
<laughs> no, but I liked the yeah, even then I was like, oh, let's tell them that if they don't support us in this UN like vote thingy, we're gonna put them on. And they were like, Are you crazy? What is wrong with you? <laughs> but okay. All right, Sam. Um I still have a few minutes, but I literally might have only a few minutes. Do you want to just do a little pick of the week quickly, but it might get interrupted? Or we can just oh. or we can just leave it for I'll next just, time, perhaps. Oh, or if there's right, something. You I just like mentioned it. quickly, and I hope you put the pictures up of an uh, Israeli rabbi, uh, American <laughs> Israeli rabbi that traveled to Iran. That was pretty awesome. He went everywhere, took pictures. I found out about this channel. I'll talk about it more next week. The Dodo. And I think it's that channel is making me become a vegetarian. It's all about oh. animal friendships. And man, I'm just like, I spend all my day and nights nowadays like watching these animals, like a duck becoming friend with a dog. Oh, man. A I, rabbit I love... is friend okay, with a okay. so And I kind cry. Of... Like... <laughs> it's so stupid. But I, I mean... love their channel. God bless them. God bless them, really. Yeah, no, I can't watch that. Even I can't watch good animal stuff like that too much because they're too cute. I just want to get them. But do they have like little pigs too? Because I love like... Oh, yes. Piglets. Piglets. Yeah. I love them so much. I so... Honestly, maybe one day if the situation permits, I might get one of these little cuties because they're so the good. funniest and the cutest and they walk around in the house and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I, there was a, I mean, I love the, like, the weird friendships. Like, there's a fox that is friend with a chicken or, like, this. so cool. So, I must yeah. say, the birds are still my least favorite of all animals. The birds are just, ugh. But anyway, yeah, no, I feel okay. Good stuff. And I mean, I was going to talk about Seinfeld, but we'll save that. You know, that can always, we oh, can yeah, always that, talk about, we can always talk about Seinfeld. Seinfeld. But yeah, man, I guess this episode's, this episode really, no, Minky Kunz made, um, I think this, made my this, day with her appearance. This episode theme should be pretenders and pretensions because mm. everybody's pretending from America, pretending to defend Ukraine to AOC <laughs> to Tucker Carlson. To, yeah. Um, oh, you know, uh, yeah. geez, Tucker Carlson shit was stupid too. But all right, let's wrap this up, people. Please leave your comments, questions, criticisms, everything down below, and we'll make sure to get to them. If not, thank you for watching. Please like and subscribe, and we'll see you in our next video. Thank you. Uh